Hello and welcome to the Seems Legit Podcast, hosted by your favorite craft beer drinking, whiskey sipping, bourbon appreciating, sushi eating, steak craving, speedo wearing, tell it like it is, poker playing guitars, the dude himself, the dude Sonny D. I want to thank you all so much uh, for tuning into this episode and the continued and growing support here on the Seems Legit Podcast. Also, um, if you aren't already doing so, please follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at the dude Sonny D uh it's that time of night at that day of the week uh to talk about my uh one of my favorite times of the year so this is really cool so yes we're gonna do wine fridays i think uh maybe uh during quarantine uh, have some wine uh discuss the wine discuss some poker discuss whatever's on my mind so we're gonna do that so we're gonna start that uh this week this is no this should be air i don't know when i'll publish this episode but it is friday april 17th uh that i am recording this uh got a nice uh pour of apothic red i bought uh one of the things i I thought going into quarantine is i mean you want to be smart and sensible with your money so i i'm a big fan of the boxed wines you know where you get like the four liter box and it comes in like a tetra pack in a box and then it has a little spout stuff i'm a big fan of that I think they're ultra useful. I think they have a great purpose and they serve a great purpose. Um, it keeps your wine fresher. You get more wine. It's better bang for your buck. Uh, it's great for entertaining. Uh, summertime's around the, well, I mean, I don't know how much entertaining we're doing these days, but just a good way to, you know, have some wine. Uh, if wine's your thing, uh, have a decent wine um, at a good uh, dollar per glass ratio, I suppose would be the math there. But um, bought a box of Apothic, so cracked that open uh, this evening, uh, poured myself a little glass, and uh, took the inspiration uh, from uh, Joe Rogan's um, podcast when they were doing the Fight Companions. Basically, it's when him and uh, his group of friends get together, they talk about uh, the current, uh, they, they watch a UFC event and talk about it at the same time. It's pretty cool. It's pretty fun. Seems just like a, a, an awesome way to hang out. Um, but they usually have wine, or at least in the couple of episodes I saw, they had wine. And so I was like, yeah, fuck it, let's uh, get some wine, let's do the podcast tonight, let's talk about the Micro Millions, uh, let's get into it. So, wine, Apothic Red, it's kind of sweet, it's got a little bit of a sweetness to it, um, but a good aftertaste, like it doesn't, it, it kind of almost, maybe it's the sweetness leaves you wanting more, uh, so to speak. Uh, it's, it's, it's a delicious um inexpensive wine just to have at home to enjoy on a friday evening uh, with family with loved ones so uh, i'm happy with the choice there nothing offensive about it I, I don't think i could drink too much of this otherwise uh the hangover and headache the next day just wouldn't be worth it but uh nonetheless a great choice uh, just for your everyday drinking wine um but yes so have my wine and uh, Micromillions. So I got the email, I think it was yesterday, took a look online at the full schedule. So I thought I'd break it down, explain the Micromillions, talk about some of the events that stick out to me, and uh, kind of go from there. So uh, Micromillions, um, I first played the uh, Micromillions events like a few years ago uh, online, and I used to only play like the late afternoon events, but I did quite well actually. Um, and I think my net profit was something like 500 bucks um for what are the ultra low stakes um buy-in events they're micro stake events uh, so that wasn't too bad i was pretty proud of myself um another time i'd had a three-figure return so it wasn't too bad i couldn't complain uh then i took it taking some time off and whatever so i'm playing it again or i'm looking forward to playing it again this year uh but <clears throat> we got some exciting uh poker happening it starts on sunday 
So I figured let's talk about it. As I said, it's micro stakes, uh, so expect big, deep fields, but it's micro stakes for big buy-ins. Um, kind of like the live version, as I would say up in Canada here, the World Cup of Cards. Um, I've talked about that in the past, how the World Cup of Cards, to me, represents a great way um, to play some relatively low buy-in to high prize pool ratio events, um, build some bankroll, kind of get your feet wet in playing some of those deeper field events, um, and a good way to possibly build some bankroll dollars. Um, and again, it comes down to the kind of player you are, right? Some players are better cash players, some players are better heads-up players, whatever it might be. Um, you need, that's for you to determine, but... It's um it's a good way to dip your get your feet into online poker and again always play responsibly um we know that uh, so in terms of breaking down the event uh the events start uh, Sunday at eight thirty a.m. Uh, Central Time so yay <laughs> with a three hundred and thirty d or a three dollar and thirty cent um, no limit hold'em so the first three events are going to be held at. Uh, 8.30 a.m., 10.30 a.m., and 1 p.m., uh, all of which are No Limit Hold'em. Uh, so that's kind of cool. There's um, a big one. The first kind of big, and I use air quotes when I say that, is going to be that 1 p.m. where there's a $5.50 buy-in, um, which will, uh, which is a guaranteed price for $250,000. So some good money to be made there. Um, it is a bounty tournament, and I'm not sure how much of the prize pool um, of that 250k guarantee is um, bounty. It could be half and half. I'm not sure. Um, I know that when you play the daily kind of heads-up Zoom um, ones, it's kind of like that. They only pay two spots. The rest is all in the bounties you are able to collect. Uh, just played an evening one here, collected a couple of bounties, uh, but uh, kind of choked a little bit there. I think I was getting a little bored. <clears throat> I'd had a bad run playing Raz. Um, which was is always depressing to me because I love Raz. Uh, it's probably my new favorite game, um, but uh, especially for online poker, it's it's probably my favorite game. I think it's the one where it, it truly is skill and understanding, in my opinion, of the games we do. And I think as soon as you start to get out of like the the whole the Hold'em and Omaha variants is when you start to get more into that just true skill and understanding of the game. Now, a lot of those kind of, the, those stud games, so when you think of the stud games, you think of stud, stud, high, low, and Raz. The boards kind of dictate things, but there's some problem solving involved and whatnot. So, again there, you know, you can't always be playing the, the, the you know, the G... I, I, I shouldn't say you can't be playing GTO, but and I don't want to start getting in again to those catchphrases, but it just... I find it's a more skilled game rather than just like a solver-based game. And there's a skill to solving the players using the solvers. But nonetheless, love Raz. Love my lowball games. Um, I think I'm going to change my name to the Lowball King. Maybe that's um, to uh, my next tattoo. I might just get Lowball King ta as my next tattoo. Why not? Fuck it. Um, but anyway... We've got, uh, so we got those events. And on the 19th, we actually have quite a few events. Uh, so the, it's going to run from the 19th to the 26th. Um, uh, followed by, there will be a scoop free roll. So the Spring Championship of Online Poker, which starts on April 30th and has a massive $85 million in guaranteed prize money for the scoops this year. Um, and there's a scoop free roll on the 29th. So I guess we'll see how that works. Maybe it's if you play... Um, micro millions events you get scoop um, free roll tickets um, I could see that um, but uh, this promotion runs uh, so 
membership. Oh, cool. Okay. Okay, so the only players that participate in the 11 are eligible. Uh, so they store my registration. Okay, cool. Um, and okay, well, there's some rules here. You can go online and figure that shit out. But nonetheless, uh, quite a few events on the 19th. So let's go through them. We've got uh, a PLO event at uh, at 1.30 p.m. Uh, more No Limit Hold'em following that. Uh, six max, eight max are typically what you're seeing on that day. Uh, oh, but there is a heads up at 7 p.m. So uh, you'll see me there. And then there's kind of a closer on the night of uh, eight max, no limit hold'em. So my goal this year is to kind of play um, and just to kind of see where I'm at in terms of like focus and just getting fucking in there with um, grinding out um, long drawn out events, being able to stay focused. Um, Sunday, and this is gonna be a test for me because I'm gonna try and grind out the micro millions. Uh, I don't know if they still do player of the series for um, on Poker Stars or not, but I know that that was a thing. I think for a while there, um, I've done episodes talking about player of the series and like World Series, you know, player of the year. Um, how the Commerce Casino you know, had done it in LA this year for the LA Poker Open. I think it was the Commerce, but anyway. Uh, LA Poker Open had multiple types of player of the series kind of thing. And I think those are valuable things because it shows consistency. You found a way to make yourself a difficult opponent to play good poker and put yourself in positions to win. Um, and, and that's why I think kind of as, as I've matured maybe a little bit or whatever, I, I see the value in those kind of player of series, player of the year type um, designations. Uh, so there is some value there. Now, because this is on Poker Stars. Uh, there are some of these kind of interesting variants. So they have the six plus hold'em, which is basically short deck. Um, they have showtime, which is some kind of carnivaly incarceration of or incarceration incarnation of uh, poker. Uh, so they have some of these kind of novelty-ish ones um, as well, and I think those some of those tournaments are going to um, show up. Um, but on the twentieth, things take a um, take less of an interest maybe for me as I go through the events. So they're going to have nine events on the first day alone. I don't know if it's going to be nine there on in or what. 20th has a lot of fucking events too, actually. So we start with a no limit hold'em progressive KO again at four 30 in the morning. Yay. Um, a six 30 in the morning, six max. Um, that's, that's a bit of a piss off. I can tell you so this, even if I got up, so let's say I got up to play the 4.30 and the 6.30 events, at least I kind of get a nap or, you know, a break because depending on how I did there, I would not be playing the 7.30, the 8.30, the 10.15. Next event that really kind of catches my eye-ish is the 10.30 a.m., 8 max. Got a 12 p.m. Uh, no Limit Hold'ems, that one. Ooh, there's a horse event. So now we start to get into some of the non-traditional games. There's a stud at six. I'll see you guys there. Hmm. Ooh. On the 21st, now things get interesting. So at 7.30 a.m., there's a Raz tournament. See you there. I will uh, be trying my best to, to represent and win that event. Uh, Potlumino uh, 08. Oh, there's a PLO event on day one um, at 1.30. I'll play that one too. The PLO 6 Max Progressive KO for sure. Let's see what else we got here. I imagine all the games are going to be represented this year. 
So we've seen Stud make an appearance. We've seen Raz. We've seen, have we seen Stud? No, sorry. Yes, Stud makes an appearance on the 20th. Raz makes its debut on the 21st. Uh, no Limit 5-card draw. An event I would love to see return to like the World Series of Poker, but I don't think they're going to have it. I don't know if they ever had a No Limit 5-card um, draw event. I'll have to take a look into that. Uh, archived schedules. But uh, nonetheless, a, a No Limit 5-card draw... Uh, makes its um, first appearance. That's like what, in the movie Maverick, that's what they're playing, No Limit 5-card draw. In case you're wondering which game that is, if you ever see that old poker movie where they play on the boat um, back in the old days of gambling in casinos uh, with Mel Gibson, Jodie Foster, great movie, the movie that got me into poker, honestly. Maverick. People always talk about rounders, 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 rounders. Fuck rounders. It, it was fucking Maverick, man. Maverick led the way. But anyway, on the 21st, um, at 6 p.m., we got No Limit 5-card draw, then more hold them again. That 6-max, 8-max, which I'm a fan of. And then, ah, here we go. On the 22nd, another heads up. Uh, uh, oh, and it's a Zoom one. Okay, that's at 8.30. I'll see you there. So it's going to be early morning for me on the 22nd because we've got No Limit, Deuce to 7 single. Yay. One of my other favorites is the Low Ball King. 10-15. Um, uh, I am there, so that makes me happy. What else do we have here? Six max PLO in the evening there. Oh, a three max. Here we go. Uh, 22nd at 7. I will see you guys there for sure. 23rd at 4.30 a.m. Maybe I get up to play this four max three stack. And there are fuckers. I mean, I, I imagine there are people out there that are just like, just so gung-ho on this that they get up at like the 4.30 in the morning. Fuck. Um, limit deuce to seven triple draw makes an appearance on the 23rd at 1.30, at least in normal time there. Uh, fuck again, 24th, heads up at 4.30 in the morning. Just to, you know what, fuck yeah, you know what, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna play those, win them, and then be like, here you go. That's what, that's the goal, to go win those events and be like, there you go. You thought you could pull one, putting it at 4.30 in the morning, fucking dude, Sunny D, taking it down. Uh, we also have, yeah, 730, a pot limit five-card draw. That's exciting. I'm, I'm a fan of that. Eight-game mix. Uh, doesn't make an appearance until the 24th at 6 p.m., $3.30. So I will see you guys there as well. Ooh, here we go. Six-max shootout, 8.30 in the morning on the 25th. That's exciting. What else do we have? Do we need? A stud high low makes its appearance, makes its debut on the 25th. Fuck, do they flood it with no limit hold'em? Ooh, a no limit hold'em four max again at 4:30 in the morning, so bright and early on the 26th. Yay! Uh, limit triple draw again at 7:30 on the 26th. Yay! See you there. Uh, 3:30 horse, uh, three dollar and thirty cent horse on the 26th. 26th is gonna be a fucking shit day. Uh, oh, okay, yay. So I guess I got my... So I won a satellite ticket into the Sunday Storm uh, 9th Anniversary Edition, the $11 there. So, okay, cool. So I guess I'll see you there as well. Awesome. Uh, 26th at 1 p.m. Followed by the uh, event... Nine, oh, there's... Fuck this, man. Uh, man, they're putting in a lot of events. Um, 6 p.m. on the 26th, there's a heads-up Botlamino uh, progressive... Uh, Progressive KO Zoom. Jeez Louise. And then it all closes off. Is that, Am I reading this right? Yay! Yes! With a, a 4 max. 
So um, let's just try and win them all. I think that's the goal here on the Seems Legit podcast for, my, uh, for yours truly. Let's just try and win them all. Uh, as I was telling Jess, I said I'm going to take the next couple of days off. It might be easier said than done, but we have to find tasks, of course, to keep me occupied whilst I do that. So uh, we will try our best there um, to accommodate. So let's uh, take a look at that. Yeah, that's awesome. So Micro Millions coming up. Uh, always an exciting time. As I said, it's a, it's a good way to play to get your kind of feet wet in these deep field online events um, and to see how you do. Um, I, I, I'm not going to tell, you know, I don't like to talk about like the solvers and all that kind of nonsense. Leave that for other people um, who use them on a regular basis. Um, I think that's one thing that takes away from online poker a little bit is it's not, it's just, it's kind of bs in that sense. Like the, the solvers do kind of, in a way, ruin the game for me. Uh, I've been listening to it. You know, Doug Polk was talking about how he's just done with fucking poker now. I get it. I mean, he has his web, his uh, training site. Um, what? A, oh, God. Upswing. Upswing is Doug Polk's. Uh, I was going to say run it once, but that's Phil Galfon's. Um, but yeah, he still, has run it, he still has upswing and is involved with that. But I mean, his YouTube channel is covering a lot of different content now. And, and you never know. You can never, you, I don't know if someone's ever done, but there's burnout for sure. Uh, especially in poker, especially in online poker, staring at that uh, computer screen hours on end. Fuck, it's a grind. So um, yeah, it just, I, I get where that comes from, especially when you think about that you have the World Cup of online poker and then you have the Spring Championships of online poker. You have the Micro Millions. You have all these kind of little ones. And that's just on fucking Poker Stars. 888, all of them have their little series from time to time. So being an online grinder is a, is a task in itself. I just think, as I've said, I think there's an opportunity here to almost kind of maybe make an online poker league or something to draw in the fans, something to get bring in the players too, where it's just like, hey, there's that element of seeing each other where you're like, fuck, I, all right, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, I see you checking out and punching it in your solver here. Okay, good, now I know what you're doing. Okay, like, you know, it, it's just that element of it, that kind of, hey, we're playing man-to-man here, person-to-person, uh, you know, may the best person win. Uh, that element sometimes gets lost a little bit um, with online poker and the solvers. Uh, so, I don't know. That's just where I kind of stand on that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, as I said, in online, you know, there's there's new things. I haven't seen GG Poker. We haven't gone on over their interface or anything. Um, but they're going to be, I guess, the official partners of the WSOP for, the, for some kind of online circuit. Uh, I saw the news of that uh, today. It went through my Instagram. I uh, didn't re- che- uh, check the link to go to WSOP.com. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. Well, I'm on here right now. Let's just do that. Let's see what they got to say on their website. Uh, okay, here we go. <clears throat> so, Toronto, Canada, April 15, 2020. GG Poker and World Series of Poker today announced they have signed an agreement to see the World Series. Uh, so, the WSOP Super Circuit Online State debut on, a, on the global facing GG Poker Network. Um, so this is kind of cool. A coveted uh, World Series of Poker circuit ring will be awarded to the winner of 18 headline WSOP circuit online series tournaments as is customary with offline WSOP circuit events. WSOP online series will also send two invitations to the $1 million free roll World Series of Poker Global Casino Championship official bracelet event. Uh, one to the main event winner and one to the overall series points leader. Fuck, yes, that's exciting. 
Um, so 18 events. Uh, I guess nothing else has been announced. So yeah, it's it's pretty cool uh, that we're gonna see that. Uh, one of the big thing I've been saying about the online and which kind of scares me going into the summer is that the WSOP website traditionally only operates in like Nevada. I think it's Nevada, New Jersey, and Delaware are the only ones where uh, you can get in uh, online to play those WSOP events. Uh, so that kind of is a little bit frustrating. It sucks at times, but <coughs> um, yeah, at least uh, now with this coming online. So we'll see, it'll be interesting to see how that shapes up. That'll be something interesting to keep your eyes on and forward and look forward to. Um, again, the goal is always to go 18 for 18. So hopefully we'll see. Um, and I've talked about this um, to friends and I've talked about this on the podcast too. Like your poker playing goes to kind of peaks and valleys a little bit. Um, and a big part of that after a certain point isn't your ability. It's kind of just you. It's where you're at in terms of playing. And I've heard this from people that know athletes and professional in other professional sports. And I know we hate to say poker as a sport, but I mean, it does get ESPN coverage, does get Sportsnet coverage. So as far as I'm concerned, as a participant, it's a sport. <coughs> Here we go. I got to remember to breathe. Um, the big thing there to remember and to keep track of and uh, to just be aware of is burnout's a real thing. Burnout's a real thing in every professional endeavor. And sometimes burnout lasts a couple of weeks. Sometimes it lasts a day. Sometimes it lasts years. And sometimes it's career ending. Sometimes some players just fucking wake up and they're like, I am fucking done. Like, I'm just done. This is not for me. Um, and I know going into lately, like I had been feeling like that myself about online poker and just where I fit into the online poker playing. And I can see why you see a lot of these guys, they're just like, you know, it's not for me. And you're seeing some, even the YouTubers, um, you know, us you, um, poker content creators, you do see a lot of taking kind of extended breaks right now. You know, you're seeing just that idea of hey, you know what? I'm not exactly big on online poker. Um, I've got some other ideas, some other project ideas I wanted to float around and they go with it. I mean, for me, yeah, you know, whilst I want to focus on my online poker, I've got other, you know, kind of things I want to devote some time to, whether it's fixing up around the house, uh, you know, just working on, you know, my general hockey skills, uh, doing my podcast, cooking, um, my cooking content, all of that, just, you know, th there's other things to kind of do as well and to keep in mind and keep perspective on. So it's a, it's about finding balance, staying fit, staying healthy. Uh, as I've said before, I ordered the elliptical machine. So that comes in this week. I'm excited for that. Uh, I had to bite the bullet on that one and be like, but you know what? Fuck it. Since we're not going back to gyms or anything anytime soon, let's, uh, let's get the elliptical machine in the house. And I mean, touching on this whole COVID-19 thing, it has kind of changed us. And I think we will see as, as a society, a change coming out of this. We're going to, uh, you know, I think how we interact, how we view interaction, how we view gatherings to some degree will be changed coming out of this. Um, I think there will be a novelty, you know, an idea of, hey, I can't wait to get back to sporting events and things like that. But I mean, if you took a time, like this is not a bad opportunity to reevaluate just some of how we live. Like I've been there at the WSOP and, and, and poker tournaments as a whole. And 
I mean, you're kind of crammed, like you are crammed in there. Like there, it, it is a massive concentration of people in what is in the grand scheme of it, a relatively small area, especially for the amount of people. Like there was last year for the big 50, there was lines every, it was, and, and in a way it's a very beautiful thing and an incredible thing to see and be a part of, to be like, Hey, this is where we're at as a poker community. But at the same time, let's just understand, like, there's a lot of people, there was lineups for lineups to do things to get into another lineup, just to get into a lineup to do something else to finally sit down. Like, that's reality. Like, that is reality. It is a spectacle. It is, and I've said this, the WSOP is as much a poker tournament as it is a tourist attraction. There's a tourist element to it. There is a, there is a bucket list feeling to it. Playing poker in the summer down in Vegas is a thing. Uh, and I know for a lot of us in the community, we're kind of, you know, as it, as this kind of stays up in limbo, uh, it, it does give us a chance to maybe reprioritize some things in our life, reevaluate some things where they sit in our life. A lot of things, you know, it is having an effect on how we see things, do things, operate, um, and, and it's affecting everybody on a different, you know, on all kinds of levels. You know, some people are, you know, who, you know, aren't coping well with, you know, the self-isolation, the quarantining. They just, it isn't who they are. Other people like myself, I'm not exactly the kind of go out and do a lot of shit kind of person anyway. You know, I'm, I'm very lucky that uh, I get to, you know, knock on wood, you know, kind of work from home in all of my endeavors. You know, I don't have to do the typical nine to five and I'm not a big get together kind of person. I don't like massive, you know, parties and things like that. Like my one party a year for my birth, that's fine. That's good. That's great. You know, you get together at the holidays. That's perfect. That's absolutely fantastic. Would I like a little more room? Would I like to, you know, not have to eat things off? Yeah, fuck yeah, I would. Fuck yeah, I would. Absolutely. I would love to be able to Skype in to certain occasions. And I'm sure I'm not the only person that feels that way. It might sound a little crass, but fuck yeah. If you could just Skype in, hey, pass me around the room. Fuck yeah, I'd be happy to deal with people like that. You Skype in every every so often. It's just, yeah, there's certain connections to the outside world that I've missed and I do enjoy on the regular. You know, things like going out to the local microbreweries for a beer, getting together, going out to play poker, traveling to play poker, those kind of things. I mean, these are hashtag first world problems, of course. Uh, but that's what, so like, that's my effect. You know, it's having people around the house. I'm not, you know, it's when you're not necessarily used to that, it is an adjustment. But again, you adjust, you adapt, you move forward. That's a big, big, big component of all of this. And uh, we're all in this together and we're all facing our challenges in our own variety of ways. And, you know, there are some people who are probably thinking, you know, some of us in the poker community, I think this is one thing I love about, you know, running and doing my podcast is the candidness. I pride myself on trying to be as candid as possible and just cutting through the shit. Like it's not about creating content to be like, oh man, being a, you know, a poker player is the most wonderful job in the world. I mean, it's a job. It's a fucking gig. What's it like? It's like any fucking gig. When people ask, oh man, what's it like? It's like any fucking gig, except the difference is I fucking compete for my living. I am more like a prize fighter in a sense than I am someone who works in an office. That's the difference. Instead of punching and kicking and, and, and grappling with each other and trying to submit each other and trying to beat the shit out of each other, 
we put chips to work and use our brains and our minds. But it's the same thing. We compete for livings. You know, that it, it, it is a dog-eat-dog -dog world. And it, sometimes it is nice to be able to take that step back and be like, fuck yeah, you know what? This wasn't for me for a while. And then to feel that hunger again and be like, you know, man, I can't wait to play live poker, whatever the feeling might be. And for some people, this is kind of that push towards being like, yeah, you know what? I'm done with poker. Poker just, no, it ain't for me anymore. That was it. That was, there was a time for that. And this is no longer, and, and, and we're no longer in that time. Fuck yeah, I get that. Fuck yeah. Why not? Why the hell not? So it, it's important to be able to have these conversations with yourself, but to also recognize and understand, you know, your own feelings and know yourself. But micro millions are coming up. Uh, big announcement there on that online uh, kind of super uh, international super circuit. Um, as I said in a previous episode, no updates yet. Um, everything's still on, you know, kind of waiting around to see how this shapes up in terms of the summer poker series. But hang in there. We're all in this together. Um, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay the fuck home. I thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Seems Legit Podcast. Um, this very first edition of Wine Fridays. And again, it was the Apothic Red I had uh, tonight. Just the regular Apothic Red, now available in boxes up here in Canada, or at least in Winnipeg. Uh, I think it's available. I, I imagine anywhere there's box wine. Like, it's funny. I think of it like, oh, it's available here. Uh, until I go to a liquor store like in the States, uh, Lee's Discount Liquor and Beer and Liquor, whatever it is it's called, down in Las Vegas. Fabulous place. Changed my perspective on things. Made me fucking realize what I miss out on uh, up here in Canada. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I live in a fucking dungeon compared to this. I shop, I, I shop for liquor in the garage compared to this. This place is beautiful uh, in terms of variety. So yes, uh, available in a box. Um, but it was funny because <clears throat> even though the place was massive and had a w much wider selection of shit than we have here, um, it was different kind of variety and selection. Um, but Lovelies um, didn't see too many boxed wine options. So I'd love to hear back from some of my American followers as to maybe boxed wine isn't a to isn't as big a thing. I don't know. Um, but it's a big thing here up in Canada. Uh, and in Winnipeg, we do have the Apothic Red. Uh, Apothic Red's available kind of everywhere. I forget which restaurant it is that that is their kind of quote-unquote house red. I believe that, but um, that and Copper Moon, I think are kind of considered the two kind of Cheney restaurant. Uh, and, and I don't mean Dick Cheney, I just mean chain restaurants. Um, that those are their kind of house wines. So I uh, had the Apothic Red from a box tonight. Uh, it's a delicious drink. It's a nice little treat. Uh, highly recommend it. Again, Micromillion's coming up. And I'm not telling everybody, hey, rush to a fucking computer, get a PokerStars account, load up your account and, and start playing online poker and blow through money. No, no, no. These are stressing times. Like, you don't think that that is not, um, you know, weighing in on me a lot. Uh, I'm talking for the po for you poker fans out there um, who follow me for the poker content. Just wanted to kind of give you guys a little something to talk about poker-wise. My take on it, um, as I've long said, too, on the podcast here, is it's not just about kind of being an active player in the community uh, as a player, but uh, also my take on poker, offering you my insights, uh, my commentary, um, some of my knowledge in terms of the games, uh, the history of poker, uh, all of which 
uh, I love to share and talk about. So I thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Seems Legit Podcast. If you aren't already doing so, please follow me on both uh, Twitter and Instagram at the dude Sunny D. If you are a red wine drinker and looking for a very inexpensive, but uh, not bad, pretty de- uh, quite delicious red wine. Uh, Apothic Red is not a bad choice. I, t- I, I leave it there. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Seems Legit Podcast. Take care and bye-bye for now.